Hey everyone, and welcome back to Ukrainianish, where we're exploring war, identity, and victory. So, Independence Day is tomorrow, and I'm so, so jealous that you'll be spending Ukraine's 32nd Independence Day in Ukraine, Naomi. Are you excited? Oh yeah, I'm beyond excited. There's lots of celebration here. Um, I feel like when you walk around Kiev, when you walk around the city, you can really feel like there's anticipation, there's excitement. Um, but people also know that like it's very different and very difficult this year, knowing that our independence is actively being like actively under attack, and that people and relatives and friends are all not all, but a lot of them are down on the front fighting for that independence while we have the privilege to celebrate it here. So, yeah, I'm gearing up to celebrate, but also take a moment to reflect and think about the importance of the holiday and what it stands for, especially in the context that we live in now. Um, around Independence Day, we're kind of expecting Russia to attack us a lot. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, like, there's a lot of anticipation of, like, it's going to be a rough few days kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, otherwise I'm, I'm really, really excited. It's really, it's been great to be here. If you follow me on my personal Instagram, you've seen all my like posts, all my little stories. Uh, but yeah, very excited for this Independence Day. So I wanted to start off this conversation by talking about the history of Ukrainian independence. Earlier, I called it the 32nd Independence Day this year, but the history of Ukrainian independence isn't just with the end of the Soviet Union um, and Ukraine declaring independence in 1990. Oh, no, no. Ukrainian independence and sovereignty goes back even further than that. Some diaspora actually celebrate Ukrainian Independence Day on January 22nd. <coughs> Some diaspora actually celebrate Ukrainian Independence Day on January 22nd, when the People's Republic of Ukraine gained independence from the Russian Republic uh, and they celebrate this because of how long ago they left. So there were several migration waves from Ukraine to North America, specifically, one of which came after after 1918, um, the other coming after the world wars, and kind of a third coming after this war. So it's interesting to see how these kind of waves of Ukrainian migration uh, end up creating almost a different diaspora culture, uh, but also that you have that diversity of Ukrainian culture within these these home countries within the US and Canada. So anyway, just a little tidbit. Um, yeah, so they celebrate it because that's when they left Ukraine, that was their independence day. Yeah, it's pretty cool how you can spot these slight differences that will give away which wave of immigration your family came from. Today, Ukrainians celebrate Independence Day on August 24th, when in 1991, Ukraine declared its independence from the Soviet Union. This marked the beginning of a new era for the nation, symbolizing the resilience and determination of Ukrainian people. Um, but this year, it might be looking a little bit different. Naomi, tell us more about that. Yeah, so it's been two years since our last normal Independence Day. Um, and I guess I want to talk about how Ukrainian Independence Day looks a little bit different this year. Um, so normally we would have a military parade, we'd have all kinds of parties in the city, celebrations, gatherings, you know, big gatherings, people's houses, that traditional like 
Ukrainian, everyone kind of gathers in one place and celebrates. But this year, there's very little, little of that. Instead of having a military parade of our own military, you know, flying down our main stretch in, in the center of Kiev, uh, or, you know, our Ukrainian tanks rolling down Hatashatek, again, the main stretch in Kiev where the military parade used to happen, those tanks, the equipment is on the front, uh, and those forces are being put to use, which is, is, it's crazy to think about, to look back on the independence days that we've celebrated in the past and think about, you know, the people who I saw marching down the street are now on the front. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a military parade this year because our military is, is finally needed um, and very unfortunately needed. So, yeah, I mean, I think this Independence Day is more focused. I think this is Independence Day is, uh, has a very dual almost emotion tied to it, where on the one hand, there's a lot of pride and excitement and this like victorious, almost like this feeling of anticipating victory. And on the other hand, there's a lot of sorrow because I think over 90% of Ukrainians know someone who's been killed. So there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of sadness and I think upset, but at the same time, a lot of pride in our culture, in the strength that we've been showing since this war has begun. And the resilience we've shown as a nation, like in the economy, in our culture, on the actual front lines, uh, there's... Yeah, I think there's just a lot of very complex emotion associated with this Independence Day. Uh, and instead of our military parade, our victorious, wonderful military, um, driving down the streets of Kiev, we have exploded and bombed out Russian technica, Russian uh, technology, what do you call it? Like Russian military equipment um, sitting perched on our main street for everyone to view. Yeah, I know last year Independence Day looked looked different and new and it's it's going to be very exciting to see how it changes this year and whether it's the same like last year because I know last year's Independence Day was 6 months from the start of the war so there was a war related milestone there as well. Um and there was there was bombing, there was killing that day. Um very unfortunately and I'm hoping that doesn't happen again. Um, you never know. And for for Russian strategic military, it, it makes sense to be targeting days when people are celebrating and days when people are gathering. And, and it, it's complicated because on the one hand, you want to celebrate and you want to feel proud of your country. But on the other hand, you don't want to... Um, Put yourself in a vulnerable situation where where Russia can take advantage of that and and cause a lot of harm. So, I guess that just drives my curiosity in terms of how it's looking this year, but how people are planning on celebrating. And Naomi, you're in Ukraine right now, and I'm I'm really curious. Um, this year, like last year, it's no normal Independence Day at all. So, how are you and other people around you planning on celebrating? Yeah, I mean. Uh, we're planning to see some of our friends, um, gather, have a nice dinner, have 
you know, wherever Shivanka is. I think that's also a big thing that I haven't mentioned yet, um, is that we're associating a lot of, we always have, like, as a Ukrainian nation, Independence Day is very, very intrinsically tied to our culture, to wearing our traditional clothes, singing our songs, that kind of thing. Um, so that'll ha- happen this year, but on a much more low-key, much more kind of personal scale. That'll happen in private homes rather than in the streets of Kiev. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I know a few people who are going to their dacha, uh, who are their like village slash out of the city house, uh, which is a very common thing for people here. Um, a lot of people are trying to get out of the city uh, in anticipation of Russian attacks. But, yeah, a very complicated Independence Day this year. Uh, But I think something very, very, very worth celebrating. Yeah, I think it's really great to see people celebrating, um, keeping their own safety in mind, going to places that aren't going to be as highly targeted while still making an effort to gather and preserve traditions and see family and uh, celebrate independence and preserve independence and gather to remind each other why our independence is worth fighting for. Um, so Naomi, I want to ask you as someone who is in Ukraine, what do you think the best ways for people out of Ukraine like me, whether Ukrainian or not, what can we do to show support for Ukrainian independence? Yeah, I mean, I think this offers a great opportunity for people abroad to, uh, do a few things. First of all, engage with Ukrainians and Ukrainian culture. Um, take a good five minutes, maybe research a place in your city that has Ukrainian food. Engage in that culture. Uh, if you can, talk to people in your community. Check in on any Ukrainians that you know. Uh, talk to them about how they feel. The I think the other, I mean, the biggest thing that would really, really be impactful is supporting charities and donation. Sonia and I have curated a very, I think, good list of Ukrainian charities that people can donate to depending on what kind of path they want to donate down, whether humanitarian, military, uh, medical, reconstruction, like all these different, these different avenues. And that list of charities is linked in our link tree, um, which is available through our Instagram account. But I'll just quickly list them for you. Um, United24 is a very great, extremely trustworthy site. It's the state fundraising platform for Ukraine. They have four avenues that you can donate to, military, humanitarian, medical, and rebuilding. Uh, They're wonderful. And follow them on their social medias. They have some really, really, really good content as well. So the second one is the City Pututula Foundation, which is also very trustworthy. It's an organization that's been on the ground for years now. Uh, and they're very, very effective. They have phenomenal uh, donation management, if that makes sense. So the money that you donate is put to very, very effective causes very immediately. Um, And their costs, I think, in terms of the projects that they do are very low compared to to others in the field. also, Save Life in UA is a great way to support military people, um, but also children. And 
Yeah, I mean, if there are... Economic? Um, effective? People that you follow, journalists, Ukrainian journalists that you follow who have some kind of fundraiser, I would also trust that. Um, but, yeah, I think donations the most... is the, the way to celebrate that has the most impact. So, yes. As always, support your local Ukrainians, the Ukrainians local, whether near you or near in your heart. Um, it means a lot to us that you remember. It means a lot to us that you care. Uh, show care however feels feels best for you. Um, but also please donate. We would love that and you would save lives and it would mean a lot to Ukraine as a nation and also our victory. Every dollar is put to good use. So it would mean a lot if you donated. <laughs> keep donating. Keep speaking out. We love you so much. Thank you to all of our new listeners for for joining us today. And happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. I will definitely be posting about our little celebrations in Ukraine. Uh, potentially showing my my Independence Day outfit. Um, maybe a little a little vlog for the day. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. A little fit check. A little yes. fit check for the ground. <laughs> um, if you're interested in checking out Naomi's outfit, please head over to our Instagram, <laughs> Ukrainianish Podcast. Yes, um, we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you are interested in my vlog slash outfit tour, so the little yeah fit check for the day. Um, outfit day. <laughs> OOTD if you're cool. True. True. Uh, Yes. Also, I would just like to update. Um, we always have a news update segment, but I feel like we've done a lot of talking today. Um, I guess that's the point of a podcast, but like you and I have done a lot of talking today. You've heard a lot of our voices. So I guess my my one big news update, um, I mean, there are some progressions on the front line, some tactically significant advances on the Ukrainian side, which is great means we're breaking through defense lines it's phenomenal um we're still waiting on like a, a more significant counteroffensive action but slow and steady wins the race uh but in very positive news we are getting f-16s from netherlands and denmark uh and that was just confirmed yesterday yesterday or the day before i believe a big thank you to Denmark and the Netherlands. If you're curious to hear more about what people in Denmark are doing, we have a podcast all about spotlighting efforts in Denmark, and hopefully we'll make another another episode spotlighting the Netherlands soon. So reach out if you if you know any Dutch people doing anything interesting. Very true. Uh, yeah, so the, the Netherlands and Denmark have jointly promised or pledged 42 F-16 planes, which is a lot of F-16s to Ukraine. Uh, and there are so many photos and memes going around of Zelensky smiling, sitting in the cockpit. He's a very happy man, I think. <laughs> uh, very happy about our F-16s. But yeah, we hope that you all have, for all our non-Ukrainians listening as well, we hope that you take Independence Day as a way of recognizing and celebrating Ukrainian culture in any capacity that you can. So thank you for listening as always. We're very, very happy to have you.
happy Independence Day. Happy Independence Day. And we will catch you next time.